All right, today's daf is daf Chav Ches, page 28, and we pick up from Tonu Rabbonon, which is the second line on the daf, on Chav Ches, Amad Aleph, Tonu Rabbonon. The rabbis learned so should we another beautiful daf today. Various uh, conversations and discussions, as well as um, we have a Mishnah on Amad Aleph, and another Mishnah on Amud Beis. So hopefully we'll uh, be able to cover various topics over here. Tanu Rabbanon, second line, Chav Ches Amud Aleph, 28a. The rabbis learned, so shall we, Maisib Rebbe Lezer, Shavas with Rebbe Lezer. He was residing, he was resting in the Galil Ha'elyon on Shabbos. Ushaleu Shleishim Alachas Behilchas Sukkah. And they asked him 30 questions 30 halachas, as far as Hilchah Sukkah is concerned. Shtei 12 of the 30 questions, he said, Omar lahem shamati, I've heard what the halacha is. Shmaina asar, and 18 of the questions, Omar lahem loy shamati. He said, I haven't heard it from my rabbi. Okay. Rabbi Yaisi Bravudah Rabbi the son of Rabbi Yudah, says, actually, you got the story wrong. It's not that he heard 12 and didn't hear 18. The opposite. 18 out of the 20. He said, I heard from my Rabbi the answer. And 12, he said, they said to him, just because you never heard something can't mean, doesn't mean you can't figure it out on your own. Yeah? You don't know me. You don't know the way I roll. I don't say nothing that I have not heard from my Rabbi Miyamai my entire life like Kadmani Odama Base Medrash. I want you to know something. First of all, no one's ever gotten to the base medrash earlier than me. The reason why I'm not answering you is not because I don't know uh I don't know halacha. I never slept in a base medrash, nor did I ever doze off. In the yeshiva. Okay? Now, what's very interesting to note is that a shul, you're not allowed to sleep in. A besmedrish, there are times where it's muttered to sleep and muttered to eat. As, you know, there's, there's certain things are permitted because the besmedrish is called the Beirabana, the house of Tamidacham. And people are supposed to be comfortable living and residing in a besmedrish. And nobody ever was in the yeshiva when I left. So I was always the first one there. I never napped when I was there, and I never, and I always left last. Right? You could have somebody who comes first to the yeshiva and puts his head down, <laughs> you know, or leaves last. But what do you do? Okay, you're hanging out on the benches the whole day. No bench kvetcher doesn't mean you're learning. And I never spoke in the base medrash either. I wasn't hanging around like it was a coffee room. And I also don't tell over any Torah. That I did not hear from the Chacham. Once we're talking about the the Mahalach uh, Achayim, the approaches that Rabbi Lezer had to Halacha, we're going to share a few others. They said about Rabbi Yechem Mezakai never spoke Sichas Chulim, never spoke anything that didn't have to do with Torah. All of his conversations had to do with Torah. And he never walked four Amas out Tyre and Tfilin. Now we know Tyre and Tfilin, right? What does that mean? The words of Tyre were on, were on his lips. He always had Tyre on his mind. 
And Rabbi Chamazaka was also known, by the way, to be involved in business um, for 40 years. So he's saying this never happens. Even when he's involved in business, he always had Torah with him. He always had his tefillin with him. The focus, we know when a person wears tefillin, they need to stay focused on the on not only having a clean body, but on Yira Shamayim. Nobody came before me. I never napped. And I also was always careful if I ever had a bad stench somewhere to, to keep Tyra out of, um, out of that place. I, you're going to ask, so he never walked four Amis without Tyra and without Tfilin, right? You could say this is Tyra. Tyra is to not have, uh, have uh, thoughts of Tyra uh, in, in a Makam Amatinaifis, in a dirty place where there's a bad smell. And I was also the last one, I turned off the lights. He was never sitting on the couch chilling. He was always sitting and learning Tyra. He was the one who opened the door for everybody. He never said something he did not hear from his rabbeim. He never came. It's, learning never ends, learning never ends, learning groups are now over, right? That famous uh, camp expression. Learning never ends, says Except in his yeshiva, you don't want to close down. Erev Pesach and Erev Yom Kippur. And Erev Pesach, you got to get ready. And Erev Yom Kippur as well. You got to make sure your body's prepared. You got to eat. You got to take care of yourself. Make sure you're ready for the fast. And Rabbi Lezer's Talmud did the same as Rabbi Yechanan ben Zakkai. Beautiful. Okay, let's keep talking about the, the godless, the greatness of these beautiful Tanoim, Tanu Rabbonon. The rabbis learned to so shui shmainim talmidim hoylel hilazokein hilazokein at eighty talmidim eighty students shloish memruim shetish shalem shchina kumayish rabbeinu hiras thirty of the tam out of the eighty yeah it's pretty good yeah was he betting a little over four hundred thirty out of the eighty were zayche they were so great that the shchina could have rested on them. The same way it rested on Maisha Rabbein. Okay? 30 of them were, were uh, fit to have the sun weighed up for them, like Yeshua ben Nun had. And 20 of them were Beninim. Okay? You hit us. Now, Beninim doesn't mean average like us. Beninim means Maisha was the Rebbe, Yeshua was the Talmud. So 30 were as great, not uh, we weren't as great as Maisha and Navu or things like that, but they were as great as in their entire understanding and what they knew. 30 out of the 80 were, had, were really were raw, were fit to have the Shechina rest on them the same way it rested on Maisha Rabbein. 20 like Yeshua to hold up the sun. The other 30 were in between the two, in between Maisha and Yehoshua. Now, Gadol Shabakulon, Yainusim Ben Uziel. Yainusim Ben Uziel was the greatest of all 80. Katan Shabakulon, Yechem Ezakai, who we're talking about previously. The smallest among them was Yechenon Ben Zakai. And Amru Allah, Barb Yechem Ben Zakai. 
It said about the smallest one, uh, the smallest Talmud of Hillel, Rabbi Yechonon ben Zakkai, Shalahiniach Mikro Mishnah Gemara, Halachas v'agadais, the Dukei Torah, the Dukei Seifer, Kalim v'chamurim v'gzera Shavas. He knew cold, Chumash, Mishnah, Gemara, Diktuk, how to understand the the uh, extrapolations of each letter, the Dikduke of Torah and Dikduke Sefer, how to understand and extrapolate each letter from from uh, the Nevi'im. Kal B'chaymer. What's Kal B'chaymer? All the Gzera Shavas. He knew Tkufas. He knew all about how to understand astronomy. The Gematrias. Sichas Malachay Ashores. He knew how to understand the conversations of the Malachim, the Sichas Shedim, the Sichas the Kalim, and the, the speech of Shedim, and the speech of the Kalim of palm trees. Now over here, the Mavarshim explain that we're not dealing with the palm trees actually talking, but about the anything that was necessary for planting. The whole world, the whole, um, uh, what's the word we're looking for over here? Yeah, could you do some help. Um, uh, agriculture, something of that sort. Yeah, every uh, agricultural, anything that had to do with the beauty of Akadosh Baruch Hu's world in that way, Rabbi Yechonim Zakai had mastered. Mishlais, Kaivsin, uh, uh, Mashal, all the parables, Kaivsin of the Kaivsin, Mishlai Shualim, and the parables of the Shualim, the parables of the foxes, meaning all these messages that were brought out. When we use these things, you know, oh, you know, you say a poshut wagon driver. They would say a poshut launderer. There once was a fox. There once was a fox. Yeah, or as we say in Shul, yeah, every mushal needs a king on an island, right? Yeah. How do you start your parable? So he knew all these parables about foxes and par- and uh, and kaivsim, uh, people who who uh, were cleaners. Dover katan dover 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 Okay. Now, what's Dover Gadol that he knew? That was Maisa Merkava, the famous Maisa Merkava, okay? Which uh, Yechezkel um, Hanavi saw. And Dover Kotan is Havayas Ta'abayim Rava. These were the Havayas, these were the Shaila questions, you know, the curiosity questions of Abaye and Rava. That Rabbi Echenon ben Zakai, any question that they asked, he had already known and discussed in the previous generations. And now they were just bringing it back to the forefront. The Kaim Mashanemar to fulfill this that it says in the Pasuk, to give over as an inheritance to those who love me, and the storehouses I will fill. When a person loves Hakadosh Baruch Hu so much, they are they fill up the Hakadosh Baruch Hu helps them fill up their storehouses. Rabbi Yechidim and Zakai, who was the smallest of Hillel's Tamidim, this is who he was. Says the Gemara. One second. Rabbi Yechidim and Zakai was the smallest, but you just said he knew everything. How could he know anything else? And listen to this. His greatness was not only in what he knew, but 
he had uh, a complete mastery over all of Hashem's creation. Rashi says when the birds would fly over him while he learned Torah, they would burn up, not even from him, from the malachim that would come to listen to his words of Torah, their fire, that the, that the, the fire that they brought would burn anything that flew right above him. Unbelievable. Beautiful, beautiful Gemara. Okay. Zakt the Mishnah. Mishnah and Rishi Rubai a person who's Rishi Berubai. His head and his body is in a sukkah. Where is his table, though? The Shulchan of his table inside the house. Beishamai poison. Beishamai says, Nishgit. Now, we're going to assume initially, we, we actually discussed this Mishnah earlier in the Gemara, uh, much earlier in the Masechda. Over here, though, we're going to pretend like we have not had this discussion, and let's assume that the Machaikas is about the minimum size of a sukkah. So, Beishamai says, if your sukkah holds your Raisha Berubai, and there's not enough room for the table. That's how we're going to understand it right now. Okay? It's puzzle. It's not good. Besol Machshir, Besol says it's fine. Omulam Beishamai, Besol Beishamai. Laikachayamaisa, wasn't there a story? Shahoku, Zikni, Beishamai, Zikni, Beishil. Both are Zaydas. Yeah? Came Lavakar, Sabirchanam, Benacharanis, Umatsu, Shayashiv, Raishiv, Rubu, Sukkah, Shahonim, Zagabai, his head and table in the Sukkah, his table. His, his majority of his body's head was in the sukkah and his table was in the house. They didn't say anything. It's okay. How could you say it's a problem when your own grandfathers didn't bother Rabbi Yechonon ben Acheranis? Excuse me? Where'd you get that story from? They certainly said something to him and you know what they said to him? If your table's inside the house, if this is what you're doing, you don't know how to fulfill the mitzvah of sukkah, nor have you done it in your life. All right. So, as they say, the story of the Zayda is different, uh, the different ways that these stories were heard. Maisa, the Yolda Kalosesh of Shammai Hazaki, the daughter-in-law of Shammai Hazaki, gave birth. Oh, I skipped. I'm sorry. I skipped. Noshim avodim uketanim, peturim in asukah. Noshim avodim and ketanim are potter from sukkah. Katan shein etzorach liimai chayav b'sukkah. But a katan who does not need his mother is still obligated in sukkah. Okay, and we'll see what age that is. What age does a kid got to, where you're obligated in chinuch now, for the, for the kid to be in the sukkah. Ma'is the story of the other clauses shall be Shoshami Azakim. Upichas esam aziva. Besichich al gabi amito b'shvul katan yiris. She had her brand new baby. She was Yalada. She was within 30 days of birth. And they took the roof off of on top of her. Instead of moving her into the sukkah, apparently she gave birth to a baby boy. And they wanted to make sure this baby boy uh, was inside of a sukkah. Now what's the problem with this? The problem with this is that is this story coming to tell us that the halacha we just said is not true? Because we just said halacha, the, the line prior, that any kid that needs his mother should not be, does not need to be in a sukkah. So why in the world would they remove the covering over her bed? This 
these last uh, you know these last couple lines are in and of itself a contradiction. First, you said any kid that needs his mother don't does not need to be the sukkah. And you say, oh, and by the way, the story Beishamai's daughter-in-law they, they made sure she was in a sukkah for her son. Right? Doesn't it's a contradiction? Doesn't seem to work well. We will have to wait for the Gemara to clarify this for us. All right, here we go. Zok the Gemara Menahani Mili. How do we know that Noshim ve'avodim uketanim are potter from Sukkot? Tan Rabbanak, as the rabbis learned, and so should we, Ezrach, Ze Ezrach. Any native means any person who is Jewish. Ezrach, like Yes, and Noshim. The Ezrach is coming to exclude women, called the Hey Hayadiyah, the knowing Hey. Okay, because it could have just said Ezrach. Any Yid, any the Yid. So that's coming to exclude women from this mitzvah because as we know and there's going to be a topic of conversation but as we know uh, women are not obligated in all mitzvahs if i'm coming to exclude somebody we're going to ex- we're going to assume it's coming to exclude women but it said oh that seems to be inclusive is exclusive the one that's exclusive but it says call inclusive so the exclusive letter is coming to exclude women and call is coming to include katana Okay, Amar Mar, Ha Ezrach Laitzi Asan Noshim. Says the Gemara, remember the Ezrach Bein Noshim Bein Noshim Gavri. The word Ezrach itself seems to imply male and female. Vahatanya, but we learned in the Brice. Ha Ezrach LaRabbis Eso Anoshim Ha Ezrach Yeshachayovus Beinoy. When it comes to fasting on Yom Kippur, a Jewish woman is obligated to fast on Yom Kippur. Alma Ezrach Gavri Mashma. It seems that the reason why a woman has to fast on Yom Kippur because it says Ha Ezrach, which means Ezrach itself it means male. Ha Ezrach is coming to let us to is, is coming not only to is not coming to exclude, it's coming to include women, which is this whole approach is a complete opposite approach of how we were trying to understand Ha Ezrach. Says the Gemara Amaraba, that no, that is just Allah Nakra. Over there by by Yom Kippur, the Rabbana were Saimachit on a uh, on a pasuk. Oh, by the way, where's where do you find the pasuk that seems to imply the halakha lamaish misinai? Ezra says the Gemara. Okay, fine. High kravai Which one is going to be? In other words, when it comes to Yom Kippur and Sukkah, which one is the halakha lamaish misinai? Dig halakha. Which one is the the pasuk? Visu and furthermore, kra lamali yochasal lamali. Yeah. Why need a, a pasuk along with halakha lamaish misinai? First of all, sukkah is a mitzvah shman grama. Why do you got to exclude a woman? Isn't a woman excluded anyway? It's a mitzvah shman grama, right? It's a mitzvah shman grama. Women are, nev- are never obligated in time bound mitzvahs. Yemeki Purim, and by Yom Kippur, there's another halacha of Yudah Marav, Yudah just says the name of Rav, and also learned in the yeshiva of Rabbi Shmuel, Amra Kra Isha Isha. It says any person who uh, does an avera with stealing and swearing inappropriately, top of The Torah compares a woman to a man. That when a man transgresses, he gets a he gets a punishment. So too, when a woman transgresses, uh, she gets a punishment. And memela, it should be enough to say that. Um, that uh, a woman has to fast on Yom Kippur just because if she doesn't, it's a transgression. A woman has to do every uh, mitzvah's laissez-se. She, she can't transgress any laissez-se of the Torah. So we got two questions, right? We got a double-sided 
uh, were bothered by a number of things. First of all, which one is the Pasuk and which one is the Lachomajinai? Second of all, um, you have Sukkah being a Mitzvah Sasei Shehazman Grama. And you have the statement of Yudam Arab who says, Isha Isha, which lets us know that a woman is never allowed to transgress any negative transgression. So anyway, she should not have, anyway, she should, she, she should not be allowed to eat on Yom Kippur. So you don't need the Pasuk. Rabbi Abayi says, La'ilam sukkah Sukkah, the ha'ezrach of sukkah is what is, you know, the halach l'maish misina. This that a woman is not obligated in sukkah from ha'ezrach, halach l'maish the one, the exclusion, the itzrach. And we need to exclude a woman from mitzvah sukkah. Why? It's misay shazman gramah. I would say, yeah. But granted, it's time-bound. But doesn't the mitzvah of sukkah need to be like one's home? What's a home? A home can't continue, right, if you don't allow both males and females. It's the same way in, in a person's home, you have men and women together. So too, in a sukkah, there should be men and women together. So I would think, because of Teshu came to Duru, a woman's obligated to be in the sukkah. And therefore says, Ha'ezrach. Oh, no. That, that a woman does not need to be in the sukkah. Rabbi Amar Rabbi says, another reason why you got to exclude a woman, why you can't just know a woman's putter from Mitzvah Seishim Agram. So, I Remember we learned yesterday, there's a Gzera Shava, Tesvav, Tesvav from Pesach. Malavon Nashim Chayavais. Just like on Pesach. Fascinating halacha. Woman's obligated to eat matzah. Yeah. Afkan Nashim Chayavais. So too. On the 15th night, uh, 15th night of Nisan. A woman's got to eat matzah. So too. On the 15th night of Sukkot. A woman's got to eat uh, Suda. And a woman would be obligated to eat, a, to, to eat in a sukkah. Kamash Balan. Therefore, the, the Torah lets us know Hezrach is that it's excluding a woman. So, if there's all of Hezrach, why do you need Hezrach? Rabbi says, Agerim, Sokadat, Dachamino, Hezrach, Yisrael, Amarachmana. It says, Hezrach, be Yisrael, a native of Yisrael. It seems to be a born Jew. Maybe a, woman, a person who converted is not obligated. Let's us know that anybody who's now a member of Klal Yisrael is going to be obligated in the mitzvah of Sukkah. Says the Gemara, but the, the this said woman has to fast on Yom Kippur. We dealt with one question, and that is if it's Mitzvah Shazman Grama, that was one of our questions, right? Why do you need to exclude a woman from Sukkah if it's Mitzvah Shazman Grama? So we gave two possible answers. Okay, what about the other question? The other question was. That a woman has to fast on Yom Kippur. What was the question? Obviously. Because any transgression, a woman's not allowed to transgress. She just puts it from positive commitments. You can't transgress. And it's a transgression to eat. So why do I need to, inc- why do I need to include her in the chiv? says, Gemara, No, we're including her for Teisefes Inui. So I would have thought to say, is not included in any sort of transgression, okay? 
the the extra time that you got to do, you got to fast from mamish from shkia, all the way until tzeisakachavim on the next night. So I would say a person may you know during that extra time is not going to be chayav kares. So therefore, uh, therefore women don't have to do tzeisafes ino. You don't have to add on at all to the uh, to the time of fasting. And therefore, it says ha'ezrach. To, let, to even include women in the obligation. Okay, beautiful. Period, end of that discussion on that part of the Mishnah. Omar Mar, the Tana taught us. All right, moving right along. Gavaldik. Very clear cut. Call the Rabbi Zakatana. We said, Ha'ezrach said, ha, is to exclude a woman from Sukkot. Call all is an inclusive word that includes. Kitana, people who are not yet bar bas mitzvah should still eat in the sukkah. Says the Gemara, one second. But not in Lashem Adam Kitana, but Durim in a sukkah. My kasha, come gonsh gila chinuch, come gonsh lay gila If a cotton reached the age of chinuch, okay, then they're obligated to eat in the sukkah. If they have not yet reached the age of chinuch, they're not obligated. Okay? Now, what's the age of chinuch? So, Big Shaila, big Machlaikas. Most Paiskim say are of the opinion that it can depend on the kid and depend on the mitzvah. Right? It has to be appropriate for the child and appropriate for that mitzvah. Let's suffice it to say anywhere between three years of age and nine years of age. By nine years of age, most children are already at the age where most mitzvahs can be uh, can be performed. Okay? Um, so why are we saying that what do you mean if it's a katan is and you're saying that call is the kid's obligated it's a good kasha the Gemara says no, you're right it's rabbinical but the terrorists you know the, the, the rabbonim are, handing, are hanging their hat on the word call okay Last piece of Gemara before the mission. A cotton that does not need his mother. That's the age that a cotton eats in a sukkah. What's the scenario? Any kid who can go to the bathroom by himself. And he doesn't need his mother to come wipe him. Okay? He's pretty independent. He's not nervous. He's not... He, he, He's not nervous where he feels he has to stay close enough to his mother that if he has to go to the bathroom, he's going to have to call her. He's more independent. Little, he's, he doesn't mind going to the bathroom in somebody else's house, so to speak. Right? He can take care of himself. Shimon says, A kid who doesn't need his mother, it's a little bit of a younger age. Where in the middle of the night, he doesn't, doesn't say, uh, I need my mommy. Right? In the middle of the night, Mommy, I need my mommy. He can bring me a drink of water. The kid can take care of himself in the middle of the night. So we say, if you can take care of your mother tonight, go sleep in the sukkah, even though your mother's not going to be there. Okay. Says the Gemara, any kid that doesn't call his mother, guess what? You could have an older kid with nightmares who calls his mother. Okay, we're dealing with a kid who's, who's you know, uh, mommy, 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 mommy. Okay, that, that's the age that... Um, that, you know, if a kid's still doing that, 
then there's no chiyuv of sukkah. Ma'isav yolda kalosay. Oh, well, I thought that was the last piece before the Mishnah. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. Ma'isav yolda kalosay. So we said Shammai Azaki, his daughter-in-law, gave birth to a baby, and they took off the roof, and they made a sukkah. Ma'isav Lister says Gemara. This is a contradictory story because we just said a kid does not need to be in the sukkah. Says the Gemara Chasuri Machsur Avachi Ketani. Oh, we're missing a piece. Here's what happens. Mishnah says, any kid that does not need his mother does not need a sukkah. Now let's add in the words, Vishamai Machmir. Shamai was Machmir, Umaisanami, and we know that he was Machmir from the following story. What happened? They put Shach on top of the bed in order to have that child be able to sleep inside the sukkah. Okay, beautiful. Period, end of the Gemara. We're now up to a brand new Mishnah. Here we go. Moving along. Zok the Mishnah. Kol shivas hayyomim adamai On seven days of sukkahs, you hang out in the sukkah. There are people who put their couches in the sukkah. There are people who put kitchens in the sukkah. There are people who put refrigerators in the sukkah. If a person has the ability to uh, both make sense for your sukkah and a person has the extra couches that can get ruined, whatever it is. But a person should make their primary hangout, as we're going to see in the Gemara, things that we do should ideally be done inside the sukkah. Yardu Gusham starts to rain. At what point is raining called raining where now somebody's mitzta'er and it's permitted to go eat inside? Says the Mishnah, Well, when the food starts getting ruined. Okay? When the food starts getting ruined and uh, that's mitzta'er. People don't want to eat that now. And how do you know if your food's uh, getting ruined? So uh, a parable this is it's like a Ebed who comes to pour wine for his Rebbe and instead of pouring um, wine for his Rabbi for his master instead he um, he pours a pitcher um, of Kitain, just means a pitcher, Alpanov, on his face. Now, who's pouring onto who? We're going to have to leave this as a cliffhanger and wait for the Gemara uh, and wait for the Gemara to explain um, exactly what this muscle is, that when somebody's coming to a sukkah and it starts to rain and their food's getting ruined, that's when they go in and there's a parable. First of all, why do you need a parable? But the parable is to a servant who wants to pour wine for his master, and instead there's a pitcher of water poured on somebody's face. Is the matcher is the master pouring it onto the servant's face? Is the servant pouring it onto the master's face? We're going to leave that um, as a question for now. We're actually going to hold it here for now for the daf, and um, tomorrow there's a we we finish the parak. It's a very very short. Um, Amud Beis. We'll finish the parak tomorrow, Merz Hashem. So we're going to hold it here for now, and I also have a beautiful shot to share. Beginning of Shir tomorrow, 
on what this mushal is at all. Like it's it's fascinating to even need a mushal, even need a parable for such a thing. And you know, to give a, a beautiful message in this way, Bashan will share an additional shot on this. So we'll hold it here for this evening and pick up from here tomorrow.